Don't read ahead. I see Nick reading ahead <laughs> right now. I just need to see where my line starts. That's exactly where I'm reading to. <laughs> Your fucking eyes moving from the left to the right. That's what happens when I read. You know, <laughs> I, I'm reading my line. I'm prepping. You know, <laughs> usually you get ten minutes with a script, but you know, we'll, we'll work with it. We're a professional production here. We have higher standards. This is a New York Times top ten podcast. <laughs> All right, that's being the cut. The New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to lie to our audience. We would never lie to our audience. No, you can put that quote like we're a New York Times top ten podcast. You can put the quote on the promotional material for the podcast. We would never lie to our audience. Marcus is a storm chasing pilot. Nick is yep, a yep. fake creature. Emma, you can start. Well, team, we finally made it. The doorstep of Dr. Derangement's lair. Just one more fight and we can save the city and the world. Tish stands on a concrete wall in front of a building which serves as the headquarters of her nemesis. She looks back and below at her team. Kaz, Agave, Robert, Dog, Eddie, John, even the new guy Jason, and Robot Condis, all in varying colorful combinations of spandex and leather. Dog has a luchador mask and spandex underwear. It's all thanks to you. You were always the strongest of all of us. I mean, I can't take all the credit. Lee walks out of the shadows of an alleyway. He soaks like he's just come from a rainstorm. We only made it this far because you believed in me until the end. Everyone cheers at Lee's appearance. Robot Condis sprays everyone with hard candy from his arm cannons. It was silly of us not to trust you from the beginning, so we got you a gift as an apology. Taz pulls out a large metal briefcase from somewhere behind them and opens it to reveal dozens of identical jet black sunglasses. Since you're cooler than me now, you need the headgear to show it. Tish hears someone calling out to her. Letitia? It's her mom, wandering and looking around. You forgot your lunch. Tish rolls her eyes. Ah, mom, you don't need to pack lunches for me anymore. Her mom wanders close, but looks right through Tish, still calling her name. Tish scoffs. Mom, I'm right here. Letitia, where are you? You can't just eat Toritos all day. Toritos don't eat packed lunches. Doesn't she know that? Tish hops down and waves her hand in front of her mom's face, but Monica still doesn't see. Mom? Monica wanders in the other direction now towards a wide street. A motorcycle revs somewhere in the distance. Mm. Wait, Mom, don't go that way. Tish takes a step to follow her, but Lee grabs her arm from behind. Let her go. You don't need her, remember? But I... The motorcycles grow louder, echoing off the buildings around them. Monica is looking the opposite direction. Some people are going to die. You knew that when you raced, didn't you? It's all for the greater good. Trust me. Tish tries to tug free, but Lee's grip is too strong. She can see the motorcycles now, racing too fast. No! <laughs> Tish startles awake at, to an explosion as Captain USA and the brown recluse jump out a window of a burning building onto the street in front of them. He didn't even let me finish my Toritos, says Captain USA. Tish groans, turn off the TV, and rolls over to the other side of the couch. Wait, can I do my explosion? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. It was supposed to be a popping noise. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, more bitterness spills into the earth. We are going to go to Will. Do you have what I sent you? Uh, yeah, give me a sec. This is a flashback to... Lee talking to his daughter Kier at the Mute Music Festival. He's showing her two nearly identical Chinese characters, each composed of six strokes. He points at one of them. This is the character for the world. The universe. 
he points to the second one. This one means word or character. They're very similar, aren't they? I had a friend who helped me realize this. What's more important, the world or the words? He showed me that you can use your words to shape the world. This is the nature of the lie. Lies are the words that shape the world. And for most lies, this is enough. But sometimes it is not. Sometimes, when victory must be achieved, the word must become the world. And you watch as the two characters twist and meld into one. The universe. I have remember doing it before. Tish is on the phone with Valencia. Do you ever get flashes of gold at the edges of your vision? Like a dream or a distant memory? That sounds familiar. Weirdly. Yeah, I can't tell if it's real or if it's not. But this time, Tish, it is for real. I can't go back. I have to live the lie. But Lee, what do you mean by that? She was strong, Tish. She was very strong. It took everything I had to win. Now I can't shapeshift or do what I used to. Somehow I can see I can't go back. I'm Valencia now. But I'm also still me. I don't understand it. I never thought the price of victory would be my family. We've both lost our families in a way, haven't we? Well, I'm, I wouldn't say I've lost my family. I'm just, like, taking a break, you know? That's true. It's good that you still have them. But sometimes in life we have to leave what we love behind. How could you make a decision like that? It was the last thing I wanted, but this is what it means to be a superhero, Tish. We're the ones who have to make these kinds of choices. If you say so. How's it going with the crew? I think it's going fine. I'm just kind of following along. Can you talk to them for me? And tell Rob that what he saw at the top of the tower was part of the lie. And I'm sorry he had to see it. Tell John I'm sorry what he had to go through, but he's safe now. Tell Eddie thanks for everything he's doing. Tell Kaz and Gave I want to talk to them, privately if possible. I can try. I know they had a complicated relationship with Valencia. I don't know if they'll try to listen to me. That's okay. You'll know when the time is right. Um, after now, keep doing what you're doing. We gotta rely on each other. All right. Cut to Kaz and Agave sitting in their um, room at the time and tide. You're right about Vince. That he just switched to gambling with other people's lives. I mean, he was always gambling with other people's lives. He started with his own. He started with his own daughters. He threw her out into a world she was too young to be ready for. Exposed her to danger just to feed his own addiction. He used her, and it shouldn't be a surprise to him that he lost her. I just, I wish she was smart enough to have just left him. Sometimes it can be difficult to just leave. <laughs> yeah. 
he's just another junkie. He's still looking for that that fix, that that victory, that adrenaline, that triumph. And unless you get something to replace it, Kaz shakes their head. It really sounds like he's given up on the only person who could have done that. You mean on, on Calvin? Yeah. I mean, you don't think anybody else could get through to that guy. No, probably not. It sounds like he hasn't come to terms with his own involvement. And even if he does succeed and he gets rid of the gang and the races, someone else will just take their place. As long as there's people who are desperate and can be sold hope, someone will prey on that. Well, that's the thing, Agave. I mean, he wants to be the person doing that. He wants Hmm. to be the person being in control. Otherwise, what he's doing, it wouldn't make sense. Uh, Something big, some big form of destruction. You don't do that unless you want people to be afraid of you. If, If he just wanted to hit the Iranios family, it's if the races are all he cared about, he would work to get rid of the races. That's true. Kez bites their lip, kind of cuts themselves off, looks into the distance. You think, what if he already tried to? What do you mean? What was the last hit? Before all this started, before Lee, what was the last hit to the Iranios family? What was the last significant hit to the races, Agave? Um... Why didn't Valencia realize what happened? Last time I was in a crash, she had full control over my recovery. She was there. She took me off of anesthesia just to speak to me or the thing keeping me asleep. She called me and she said, I thought you were in the hospital. That doesn't make sense. For her to give up control like that in any way doesn't make sense. I was decapitated. That wasn't normal. Something happened there. I, I, was, I was at the top of my game. And, and it wasn't just I was a victim of chance. I don't know what happened. I don't remember. I was racing, and then suddenly I opened my eyes and I was looking at my own headless body. You think he had something to do with that? I don't know, but it, wouldn't it make sense? I've, I've been thinking about it. I've been turning that moment over in my head since it happened. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, capital punishment, they work with honor. They, they love their blood sport. They wouldn't do what happened to me. Something about it wasn't right. Something about it was wrong. I, I just don't know who else makes sense. And if that's true, if that's what happened, fuck, maybe even Eddie should go anywhere near that guy. Yeah. He could be really dangerous, but until we know for sure, I, I don't think you should obsess over it. Like, we, we should definitely look into it, but I wouldn't assume he did it, you know? I don't. I just... But if he did do it, and Agave's going to pull Kaz close, we'll make him suffer, okay? Little forehead kiss. I don't know if I want that, Agave. I just... I've been thinking about my first... When I killed Drake, it felt good. It felt good. 
even when somebody disgusted me, even when I hated somebody, some idiot gambler who spent more money than they had on the races and was getting hurt for it and couldn't understand that if they just behaved, if, if they just, even that, I hated it. I hated hurting people. I, I just wish people would stop needing to be hurt. But when I killed Drake, I, I liked it. Something about the way I am now, it's, I'm scared of it. I'm really, really scared of it. I, I didn't. Cass shakes their head. Power is addictive. The power over someone's life, over someone's future. Having that level of control, it gets to you. I never wanted that before. I, ne I never even wanted control over my own life. I, what if I was just supposed to stay dead? Agave is going to pull you close and just say, don't say that. I mean, fuck. The, the first time, too. I've been thinking about that first crash a lot. If I just died then, and I, and I did for a minute. If I just died then, if I just stayed dead. <laughs> fuck power in the city would be more balanced maybe maria would even still be alive you know if i just bled out on that pavement i don't think that's true i think the city would potentially be in a worse place if you died there but maybe maybe people wouldn't have to be targeting community gardens and and trying to make such big hits that civilians had to be hurt maybe people would just I don't know. <sighs> well, Lee didn't attack the gardens to get to you, right? No. But... Lee attacked the gardens to get to Valencia. Yeah. In Santiago. Yeah, and I'm part of the reason they had so much power in the first place, Agave. When I killed Drake, I, I thought I was better than him. Because ever since that first crash, I've been in pain. I've been in enormous amounts of pain, and I, I mean, physically, I, it still hurts every, every goddamn day. And I thought I was better because I didn't turn that pain outwards. I didn't try to control other people because I couldn't control my own body. But what I did was worse. I, I just gave it to someone else. I stopped seeing myself as a person now i do and that means i made every single one of those decisions every time i beat up some guy who couldn't pay money every time somebody died in one of those races trying to <sighs> i don't think that makes me any better i'm i'm just as broken and fucked up as he was but it so felt good to kill him Still felt good. It's like, why the fuck do I deserve to be here? If Vince did try to have me killed, maybe he was right. I don't think that would be right. And maybe that's selfish of me. But most of us can't change the past. Right? And Drake was obsessed and living in the past. Right? So what matters more than what has happened is what will happen. What do you want to do from here? I don't 
I don't know. I want, I want to do better. I, I want, I, I want to help people. Not, not like Lee did, like Condist did, maybe like, like Eddie. But I don't know. I, I can't help the way they do. I'm not. And you can't, you can't help certain. Some people are just past saving. They'll never. They'll never get better. They'll never improve. Even if everyone in their life leaves them, even if, even if they lose the people they love. You don't know if someone's past saving until you try, right? I guess. I guess, yeah. I've done terrible things as well. I, I've, never, I've never felt good about killing people, and maybe that's something that we should explore with maybe a professional therapist. But... I'm going to be honest with you, Agave. Sometimes I think about that, and that sounds really nice, but at the same time, the last two people we know who went to therapy, like, how can I trust a therapist with everything I know? I mean, fuck, some of the things I would have to talk about would... I don't, I don't know how to do that without being like, yeah, here's specifically how you could cause immense... What if I meet someone like Lee or whatever the fuck it is who controlled Drake, Tenant? How do I avoid people like that? You know, that, that's, that's a really valid point. So I, I think we should be very cautious if we do seek that kind of help. But maybe there's someone like us for people like us, you know, who I feel like there should have be. to deal with these. That's the confusing thing. I feel... Like there should be. I feel like there's somebody I know, but there isn't. There's there's nobody there. It's it's like an ache. It's it's like it's like nerve damage or a phantom limb. It, it feels like there was something yeah. that's supposed to be there, like a chunk of flesh that was in pain when it got ripped away, so it still hurts. But mentally, I I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. It's like a warm presence that you can't remember. I think I need to figure that out. Yeah. Can can we... We both want to be better, right? Yeah. I think that starts with action. So let, let's, let's both try, okay? Yeah, I mean, it's all we can do. And then we can cut, what? I'm not telling you to cut. I'm saying, like, I don't know. I feel like this scene's been going a little long, but if you guys want to keep going, I'm not going to stop you. Just keep going. Have at it, you know? You know what Ren's like first words to me were? It was like, Way is going to be mad at me because this scene we made is too long. Well, we didn't make it. That was like, like is that even possible? I sent Nick it is. Note. I'm not mad at all, dude. That was it a is. fantastic scene. There's a scene Emma and I have that will never run because it was too what long. What I specifically yeah. said is this scene is going to be so long that Way is going to be annoyed at me. I didn't say mad. I said annoyed. I wouldn't say I'm annoyed at all. I thought that was a wonderful scene. If you at home are having dark feelings, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to reach out and get a therapist, you know? It doesn't hurt to try. Also, for our audience at home, to be clear, when Kaz is talking about Drake, they're also dealing with a shit ton of internalized ableism. And the way they talk about Drake and him being disabled reflects Kaz's own feelings about, like, the fact they've been in chronic pain for many years check it out in the multi-hour breakdown well this is gonna come up again i could have made that scene go on longer i have more stuff there is plenty more stuff to dig into in that particular vein his car's always got fucking gasoline in it. 
maybe we do a like a callback to a Condus. I'll just reread this Condus bit. The first meeting with Condus. A lot of people on the farm wanted to put him down. But I think the only reason Smith was so violent is because he was in a lot of pain. He was running from his pain. We can't always heal pain, but we can never outrun it. Sooner or later, it always catches up to us. My therapist said some shit to me like that <laughs> yesterday. Marcus, did you have something? Yeah, a scene of Robert. He's in a wide expanse, tongues of flame licking around him, while wild animals charge in circles until he wakes up sweating with a gasp to find himself in his studio with clay smeared all over his hands. Uh, and you see, looking up, uh, he's working on a dog. He's wearing clothes now, and his face is different. Rounder, more skin, more sagging skin. There's hair on his arms, and his body is covered. Robert calms down a bit and smiles, and cleans his hands and goes back to bed. There's something I forgot last time. You commissioned a bag from Nico's workshop. Nico tells you as you walk out of the shop, she says, one more payment is needed. After you're done with this item, you need to come back and tell me the story of it, mm. your experience with it, the glory you achieved. Once that's done, your payment will be complete. That's so fucking cool. All right, we will now be going to the entrance to the underground portion of the city. Eddie has been working closely with a man named Ewan. Tall, broad-shouldered man wearing overalls. You can see he's been down there. The brown stains on the pants and the, the shirt. He says, welcome to the underground network. People have been calling it the UN. That's the name of this area. It's really big. It's a combination of sewer drainage, abandoned subway stations, underground caverns. Eddie introduces you all to this guy. He's like, hey, everybody, meet Ewan. He's a recovering alcoholic, formerly a car mechanic, but he's been taking up the position of sort of leading this, this whole operation. He's really good with his hands. Any questions you have can be directed towards him. I just want to say that, that was that was a pretty intense uh, introduction. I hope that wasn't too personal for you. Uh, hi, I'm Jason. Wait, what? He said he's a recovering alcoholic, like right off the bat. He says, yeah, I kind of like to let people know that up front. It's good, man. I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Are sewage crocodiles real? Yeah, they are. <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen one. Oh, I gotta see those. How big was that, sir? It was bigger than me. That's rad. That... Though, I'm going to be honest, is the least scary thing that's down there. All kinds of things are going wrong down there. Our surveying tape is breaking all the time. People come back coughing, passed out. Our maps always seem off one way or another. It's like the place itself doesn't want us there, you know? That sounds awful. What can we do to help? Eddie was telling me you guys have a lot of special skills. There's a particular area we think might be the source of all the danger. Uh, we're going to need you to go in and clear that out. Um, so, I'm sorry, I'm just asking a lot of questions. Very uh, nervous. Do you have any, uh, I don't know, gear for us? Like ropes? Like a nice pair of high boots, perhaps? Says, oh yeah, 
We have uh, we have spelunking equipment. Oh, good. Headlamps, ropes, surveying tape, whatever you need. Good. Well, spelunking is one of the only extreme sports I never got into with my grandma. Now's the time. Does anyone here have experience with spelunking? I know how to wear a pair of boots and overalls. I also know how to wear a pair of boots. I dug a little tunnel network in the backyard one winter when it snowed really hard. Maybe dog, because like it's his natural element, you know. I'm gonna actually look at him. Did you? Are you comfy down here? He's gonna be opening the door and looking in. He seems ready to go. <laughs> Just don't get him wet. We had some community volunteers. They've been going missing. Figured we needed some people who, with more training, Eddie said he knew some folks. As looks very uncomfortable as this discussion continues is mostly just just looking at the guy as he tells us about you know sewer alligators and such but is also looking around at the you know fairly enclosed space of the caverns very stiff body language i'm gonna sign to you you okay there's like a really long pause before kaz responds to that and they just sign talk later I will nod. Hey, listen, I know we haven't had a lot of chances to talk, but... Um... Kaz is also, like, way in the back of everyone. Yeah, else, just, you know. Okay. Like, Kaz is, like, a solid 10 feet away from you, probably. Kaz I haven't is... made it a point to talk to Kaz yet, so Jason Jason does go back and tries to connect with them a little bit. Um, I know we haven't got a lot of chances to talk. I appreciate that how you, how you stand uh, in the backs of things and, and look intimidating all the time. That's really fucking cool, man. Um... I I know like this is going to be tough, so I'm going to be dependent on you to not die. Also, me to not die. As just like they're like frozen for a second. It's it's again, Kaz is a very easy person to read. Like they really don't know how to respond to that. And they pull out uh, a little notepad and they just write on it already dead. <laughs> and they don't elaborate. That bad, huh? I'm going to distract this guy to give the others a chance to get through the doorway, I suppose. You said you were a recovering alcoholic. How did you get out of it? Something really bad happened. Um, Mm. It was a big wake-up call for me. And yeah, I quit after that. For a lot of addictions, it it takes something big before you realize how far gone you are. Do you have someone that's going to guide us to this place that's really bad? Or... are you going to give us, like, general directions? Eddie knows the way. Eddie knows the yeah, way? good thing okay. he's here right now. Yeah, I'm so glad he's He'll show you. Yeah. I'm not talking to that guy. I'm talking to him too so much. Yeah. His player seems to be away from the keyboard at the moment, because his eyes are just sort of glazed over, and he's doing his idle animation. He's cheap posing. Maybe he's just, like, interacting with the people around us. You know, he's doing other work, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Eddie's doing while Noah is posing in front of his computer. <laughs> that's a viable explanation as soon as you got there eddie is like a council trainee right now he's being trained up so he has a major leadership role on the project so as soon as you all got here he probably got um occupied doing other stuff he's got a lot of coordination to do he's you know checking on people making sure the equipment's in order um well uh i guess we should get our equipment can i get your name one more time Ewan, E-W-A-N. Ewan, uh, I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Jason. I'm just curious, actually. Eddie was told me you all had special skills. What, what, do, you all, uh, what do you all do? Ooh. I don't think I should show you my abilities. Um, well, <laughs> garden. Before I can answer that question, I have a question for you. And I'm going to turn to dog. <laughs> yeah. What do you see right here? 
It's got to be the dirtiest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> Seems like it's more mud than dog. Pretty rude, man. Then he points at himself. He's like, you know, I'm kind of more mud than man myself sometimes, too. Yeah, it's part of how he keeps his fur. And other stuff, other brown stains. Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a gardener. Uh, he kind of scratches his head. <laughs> you know, word of mouth stuff, change a, change a flower, flower bed out, fertilize, mulch. Says, okay. I can work huh. on mower really well. I know all the lawnmowers. I know every single one. I can name them now, but I just don't want to. <laughs> right. I do claymation. Uh, I have a channel on the internet. This guy's getting more and more concerned with every word you're speaking. I have a lot of glow sticks. <laughs> yeah, these are, there are glow sticks. There are glow sticks. I'm a parkour artist. I can move around re- really good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's logical. The glow sticks will come in handy. The concern on his face is still not going away. He's like, Glancing over to Eddie. You said a few people went missing. Uh, how, many? how many? Two. Okay. Two people. Did they go missing together or singly? Together, this obviously. Like it, in a horror movie, were they like pairing up and then the monster got them? As soon as they went missing, we immediately canceled operations and Eddie said he was going to bring in some people who could help. Okay. Yes. When are those people getting here? <laughs> I'm going to like elbow Agave in the shoulder and be like, uh, we're ready. We're on it. We, uh, we're more qualified than we sound. I don't know why he said we were trained, but we do know what we're doing. He says, okay, uh, I think I'm gonna talk to him for a second. If that's alright with you all. <laughs> just to make sure, just to do a last minute double check. Make sure everything's cool. While he's off, Robert is gonna go, like, fiddle with the equipment. Really quick, do we have a sense that he's coming back after that? Hmm, that's a good question. I think yes. Way make it yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I love this guy. Please don't just toss this guy away. Please keep him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's back. not going anywhere. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back. Hey Gabe. Yeah. When you wanna bet I could wrestle a sewer crocodile. I think I would bet that you could do it for at least what does a soda cost? <laughs> like a hundred dollars. Whoa. That's a lot of confidence. My ego, it's swelling. I don't know. I haven't seen any alligators wrestling, but I feel like I've seen you wrestling, and I know my money would still be on you. Unless it was like a really big alligator. But if it was a really big alligator, it wouldn't fit in the sewers. Listen, here's something you should know about me. I make a lot of jokes when I'm nervous. Uh, What what can we do, actually? Like, are we good? I'm really nervous. I have a lot of glow sticks. (laughs) I'm going to pull more glow sticks out of my pockets than could physically fit in there. Which is impressive, because I don't have pockets in my current outfit. You're, like, dropping them on the ground. They're scattering everywhere. Dog is just going to start flexing, and Rob is going to be like, Dog's pretty strong. I never question Dog. He can hold it down. (laughs) I'm going to take a piece of paper out of my pocket and write some words on it, so it turns into a butterfly and starts fluttering around Jason's head. Okay. Well, if whatever is down there has a mind, I I don't think it's safe for me. But if it doesn't have a mind, then I'm pretty useless. Gava, you're always useless, because things always do things to our minds. Did I say you're always useless? That was a misspeak. I I meant to say you're always useful, because things always end up doing things to our minds. I was about to be really hurt there. Yeah, that was an accident. Do you just say cool shit like that all the time, Agave? Like what? I don't know. (laughs) If it has a mind, it's not safe for me. Damn, that's awesome. 
My followers always tell me Agave is the coolest of my friends. Did you figure out your magic yet, new guy? Uh, we still haven't done the cross promotion where I like do TikTok dances with your claymation things. Yeah, you can try to dance <laughs> with the very scary Code Week Part 3. You do need to wear clothes, though. That's part of their terms of service. Yeah, don't get me banned on sometimes it doesn't Agave. Matter. Smash cut to Agave dancing with, like, a bikini with the least amount of material imaginable. <laughs> Just enough that, like, uh, physical sex is unknown. I did a hot tub stream once, and then Twitch shut it down in about 10 minutes. Chaz wouldn't know that Twitch doesn't allow bare feet. But Twitch doesn't allow bare feet, and it would be really funny to imply here that that's the reason that got taken down. <laughs> Kaz is going to sweep their hands alongside themselves and shadow, uh, summon the shadow motorcycle, and then they're going to reach into the saddlebags and they're just going to pull out several feet of rope, a lead pipe that's too large to be able to fit in there, an entire pizza and they open it and it's visibly still like hot and fresh and then they put those things back in and then they just kind of like disappear into shadow and they like wave their hand through some kind of physical object and then they take off their head oh that's what you meant when you said you were all okay I go, Robert also says the thing I said about animation is also more useful than you think and the little spider legs start wiggling Kaz isn't wearing their helmet right now. They're wearing sunglasses. Okay, that's fair. We're underground. The helmet's too dark. Okay. The fact that they're wearing sunglasses right now, Kaz cannot see very far in front of them. That's part of the reason why they're behind everyone else. I I just, I don't know how I can compare. Like, you guys all have it kind of, like, locked down. I don't know. I don't know what I'm working with exactly. Have you figured anything out yet? Well, you said you're a gardener. Can you can you garden things good? Well, yeah. Can I get a gardening identify any plants we come across and can you make plants grow really quickly like you just look at them and they just sort of depends do on the kind of fertilizer you have and what kind of you put them in you can't do something supernatural right like something not normal um i thought that was why you were talking to us yeah yeah i just um i don't really know how it works exactly okay what what has happened before I saw those like weird uh, connecty things between me and Kaz and Agave and Robert. Um, that was weird. I remember a time when it was like right after all that stuff, the community gardens happened. I was sitting in my room. I was tending to uh, a small closet garden that I have. It's a nice setup. UV lights, uh, shelves, all that good stuff. And um, I have this orchid that my mom gave me, and she's terrible at taking care of orchids. So I was, I was kind of pruning it back and, and shaping it a little bit so it could grow. When I looked at the wall behind it, and it became like, like a mirror. And I could see the orchid reflected in the mirror, and it looked not better, but... Uh, you know how, like on Wikipedia, they have pictures of of all the different like plants and animals and stuff, and I, I guess it looked more like that. It looked more like textbook orchid, like it looked more like an orchid, you know. And I looked further into the the mirror, and I saw the image split again and again and again. 
until it was like I was looking into a mirror a thousand times and all of them were a better reflection of what I was looking at. And when I stood back, the orchid was perfect. So your two experiences so far have been a fractally perfected orchid and some lines connecting you to us. Well, the lines should be useful in the labyrinth that'll help keep us help us keep track of each other. I guess. So, I mean, I don't see the lines right willing, now. Oh, you know how to bring them back? Uh, I guess I can try. Do you want to maybe do an investigate roll? I also want to try to peer into the mist if I can. I know what my, my powers do, so I I get I could pick some tags here and, and try to explain them. I guess. Or you're like Robert, where you have to study for decades. That is how I figured it out. This is kind of cool, maybe. What are you thinking, Way? I was thinking you're using your powers to investigate your own powers. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that's very appropriate for your character for some reason. So be attempting to read his true nature as he does this. Boom, boom. Investigate, execute. Go. You're using the tags as above, so below. Uh, Observant. Anima mundi. Unbeliever and disconnected. So you get one question, you get two attention, you can add those now. That was a seven, though, so Wei gets to choose one of the uh, implications there. Ask your question first. This is hard because the question that Jason would ask is, what is my power good for? And I guess I would have to give the answer then. (laughs) I have a question for you, I think. Go for it. You can do your complication first. What do you think is a deep inner pain of Jason? For almost his entire life, Jason has felt like he doesn't belong. Like he has no real meaning and purpose. And he doesn't feel like he's connected to anyone or anything. He, he feels like he has no anchor in this life. No roots. Yeah. And when he reaches out with his power and reaches in with his power he sweeps his arms upwards to his sides at like 45 degree angles. The Y pose, the upgrade of the T pose. It's a low Y. It's a low Y. So it's the oh, okay. yeah, it's the lower 45. It's the inverse Christ the Redeemer. Yes, yes. Reverse swept, as we call it. All of you standing in the room are looking around at each other as the background of the room fades away. And we're all standing in a void and the void sort of coalesces into dancing hypnotic and reflected shapes all around us and you watch as jason glows briefly and strands of glowing connected lines trace through the chests of everyone here And Jason asks the question, what is my power good for? And the answer is connecting. Tisha's trying to pluck at the string. (laughs) And all of you feel a deep connection to everyone around you. You feel like you belong in the group and you belong with each other. And these meaningful connections can be strengthened. And they've been there all along. And then slowly, but not with pain, just slowly and 
aptly the scene fades and everything comes back into focus and we're standing in that cavernous room again. That was a really weird and unique feeling. I was weird for me too. <laughs> so you do that the whole time? You didn't practice it or anything? I, I don't know. I just, I just sort of like, I don't know. I just tried something. I just tried to, like you said, it'd be useful if we could stay together and be connected. So that's what I tried to do. Neat. So you can give us all bosom noodles. Do you have other pasta related powers? <laughs> I don't know if they're noodles. They're like, I guess, well, like, I guess they're yellow. Before the lines faded, there was one going to dog. It was faint. Yeah. Less sure, but it was going there. Uh, yeah. I said everyone in the room. Of course. Yeah, one correct. Wait, are these, are these the puppet strings that John keeps talking about? <laughs> are there, are there things upwards? Are there things to something ethereal? No, I don't think John saw, John saw real puppet strings. I think he heard people telling us what to do or something like that. Well, I mean, he was talking about puppet strings go both ways, so he can manipulate us, too. He can pull us by those strings and rip us down from the sky. You guys have mentioned this John guy a lot. Who is he? This is out of character. <laughs> um, John's this guy we know. Uh, we went through like some real harrowing shit to get him back, and now he's at work, so I guess we're just not seeing him. I haven't seen him in a while, actually. Where does he work? Um, I, I don't. I can't remember the name matter. of the organization. It was something about uh, like preserving and restoring old architecture. Oh, cool. Yeah, good, good trade, honestly. But kind of weird that he just got rescued from gang prison and just went right there. Kind of a Kaz and I have a bet about whether his suit is gray or blue, and we honestly don't know. <laughs> Lines directly to Agave. Sometimes I think it might have been brown. You know, it we could have been. <laughs> it's absolutely brown. It's just really, really light brown. <laughs> it could have just been a brown light stain, sheep. though. You know, on in the entire suit, the entire suit was just stained brown. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus, Marcus, did you want to do a peer through the mist? I'm gonna peer through the mist by like specifically looking at the thread. And trying to read it to the nature of what this is. You can call it by its technical name of bosom noodle. Yes, I want to read the true nature of the bosom noodle. You're going to have fun with this one, buddy. Oh, damn it. I was going to give Will some of my <laughs> ideas, but now I have more clues. Two clues that are about trying to get at the mythos, correct? Yep. Why are these threads connecting us? A more interesting one might be why us in particular, as opposed to some other group of people. Why are these threads connecting us? Yeah. They don't represent, they are the connection between our characters, our people. The connections, mental, physical, spiritual, mythical, are not represented, but physically manifested in that chain. Okay. The second question is why us? Maybe a better way to ask that is, like, why is it not connecting to other people? Yeah, why is Jason connected to our group in particular? You see, Rob, the connection between Jason and Rob is visibly the strongest. And when you peer closer to that chain, that link, that thread, you see the origin of Jason's power. That is when, right after the destruction of the community gardens you transformed 
the destruction of the community gardens into a pollination, into a spread of the seed that is the community gardens. And that planted this mythos inside of Jason. He's like your little mushroom child. <laughs> it's above subwall. I think Robert, in response to that, is going to lean on Dog's shoulder and start like visibly tearing up. Aww. He's had another child. Dog puts his arm around your shoulder, turns his head to face you a little bit. Oh. Does Dog move like stop motion? No. Like less frames per second? Perfectly no. smooth? It's perfectly smooth, I would say. In the earlier days, he was a little more twitchy. Twitchy. He, he was hunched over and moved kind of weirdly like the big daddies from Bioshock. But like now that he's upright, his movements are very deliberate and intentional. That turn of the head, actually, it didn't look like it had the same calculation and intention behind it. it came from a different place. Okay. Can I just say I'm really glad your mythoi isn't Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So the background fades. You can see tears in Robert's eyes. Jason just kind of nods. I don't think he fully understands that that is true, that that's how that happened, but he just sort of nods at some, some serious understanding. I was going to nod back and say, we're going to do right by your community. I'm going to pat Robert on the shoulder. Don't worry, it, it was a lot for me too. What was Agave feeling? It was a very unusual feeling. Hmm. I think we found a friend though. Kaz wipes at their eyes a little bit too. Ewan coming back, and he says, he's like, kind of at a loss for her. He's like, all right, he cleared you, so. We're like wiping tears out of our eyes. He's <laughs> in a state of disbelief right now. He's like, he cleared you, so uh, yeah, seems like you're all ready to go down there. Listen, man, yeah. thanks for all your help. Um, just, well, I think we'll just see ourselves to the supplies and just pick up what we need. We're going to go take care of it, okay? Like, all right, I trust Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> we trust Eddie, too. And you know what they say, the friend who trusts the friend you trust is themselves trusting of that friend. That is what they say. Everybody says it. I personally haven't heard that before, but, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm just out of touch. <laughs> maybe it is I who am out of touch. No, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> As we're walking in, Kaz is way in the back, and as Ewan is kind of like watching us go in, Kaz is going to kind of walk up to him and is already pulled out a little like four year cocaine anonymous token. And Kaz just looks at him over the top of their sunglasses. They're, they're showing their eyes to him and they're showing the token. Eyebrows are pinched together a bit there's vulnerability there there's worry and then they're just gone i think he looks for a minute and hesitates if he's hesitating kaz leaves yeah as soon as we're out of sight agave is gonna grab kaz's hand and say is now later kaz just like looks at agave for a second they look really really emotional and they just say you said we should try I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. And you're doing a really great job. 
And Navi's going to give Cass a hug. Let's let's just keep going. 